Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, everyone. It's Darren Pfeiffer, and this is Bridge the Atlantic. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. If you're new here, consider subscribing. We're your hosts, music web designer, Ross Barbersmith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli from Canada. When I'm not making music or doing this show, I'm producing records and directing music videos. Speaking of which, if you would like to work together, just hit me up on any of my socials. Before we jump into the interview, we just want to let you know that we are on Patreon and you can become a bridger from as little as a dollar per month. You'll gain access to our exclusive new Encore series featuring never before seen videos with our guests and your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. And you can head on over to our website to pick up one of our shirts. Use the coupon code BTAROCKS to receive 20% off your order. Joining us this week out of California is Darren Pfeiffer. Darren is best known as the drummer of platinum-selling pop-punk band Goldfinger, but as well as being a musician, he is also an accomplished label owner and radio host. Darren is the owner of High 4 Recordings and High 4 Management and presents the Dangerous Darren Show on Adobe Radio, where he interviews musicians and athletes. We're excited to learn more about Darren's career in the music industry and the advice he'd offer to fellow musicians. So, welcome to the show, Darren. Thanks for having me, fellas. It's a, it's a big thrill. Appreciate the time. Awesome. Same. Likewise. Um, tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Uh, I'm tall, I'm handsome, and I'm a nice guy. These are three things that my mom told me, so <laughs> there must be true. Well, of course. Why would your mom lie to you, man? <laughs> I know. She would never lie to me. Awesome. So... Darren, I'd like to jump in and kind of just talk about your management and your label. So as a musician, do you think you've got a different perspective on running a label? And how does the experience that you have, um, you know, from being a touring and recording musician in Goldfinger help you run your label and manage your artists? I definitely have a unique perspective when it comes to managing acts and and putting acts out into the world because of my time as, as a label, uh, uh, I, 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 in Goldfinger and, and being behind the scenes f- uh, from a, uh, a musician point of view and being told what to do, where to go, when to be someplace, how to do it, et cetera, et cetera. And all the, the pitfalls that that entails and all the pros and cons that that entails, it gives me uh, the ammunition when I go into working with a guy like Ryan Sims, who I'm spending a lot of time on right now, uh, and and helping him to to avoid some of the some of the annoyances, some of those pitfalls, some of those traps that that artists get into uh, that traditional managers might not have uh, insight into, but I do. So I, I know what what bugs every musician on the planet. I know some of the things that are that I've done that I wish I didn't do, or ma- things that my management would have warned me about. That, uh, that they didn't know of, but I, I'm armed with that now. So I, I'm able to go to the bands that I work with and 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 uh, and, and inform them a little a little better. I believe the 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 
dual-edged sword side of that is as as a band member and for so many years in goldfinger and then getting into the business side of of running a label and putting out videos and singles and radio campaigns etc etc the bands uh, and these artists they consider you your brother they're your brother you know you're, you're like you're, oh darren's my pal he's my he's my best friend and and we have beers together and but sometimes i gotta be you know i gotta be the jerk i gotta be the, the manager it's like no you're doing it it's like well i don't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning it's like well you are well i'm no i'm not it's like come on man i thought we were bros it's like well i'm your bro but i'm also your manager and you have to do this so, is it okay to swear? I'm not sure, guys. Can I swear? Uh, only if you really fucking want to. So, fucking fucking. And I tell these guys, I go, "Fuck, man! Like, just I, I did this. You're gonna do it. Like, quit being a little baby, a little bitch, and you got to do it, man. Like, come on. You know, I kind of, I, I try to <laughs> go into it with baby girls as, as much as I can, but I, I do and have been getting a pushback my, my whole professional career uh, on the management label side from these bands like oh man come on brother like i don't want to do that it's like i'm not your friend i'm your manager right now tomorrow i'm your friend what what you know from the perspective of an artist manager you know what do artists need to do to make themselves attractive to a label or manager and you know when that once they've once they're working with someone like yourself you know how do they how do they make sure that they're ready for taking things to the next step to keep things going when you need them to do something uh, boy, that's a tough question. Let me d- try to dissect it as well as I can. I-, I guess what makes an artist ready to that part of your question, what makes an artist ready is, do they have songs? Really, bottom line is that's the first thing that anybody will look at. A label, a publisher, uh, a manager. Do you do you have songs? Regardless of genre, whether it's jazz, metal, pop, country, whatever, hip hop, are the songs good? Are, are there hooks? Is this something that if you make a video, people are going to watch it. If it goes to the radio or people, our program director is going to add it. Uh, is there commercial viability? And I, and I, and I hate even saying that word as, as, a, as an artist myself, but a manager, a label, a publisher, all these p- agents, they're going to put in a fair amount of time for free uh, until you start making some waves and generating some, some, some noise and getting traction. So they want to make sure that they're going to, that they're going to, their time put it in to invest in you as, as a manager, for example, is going to be rewarded with revenue down the line. So be good. That's, that's advice. Number one, be, be really good. Number two, the digital world and the digital age we live in, you have to have uh, a presence online. Now you don't have to have a hundred thousand Twitter followers. You don't have to have a million Instagram followers, but you have to have a presence and you have to be putting in content at least every day. Uh, some post of some kind. It doesn't have to be you in a video, which is ideal. Uh, videos get more plays than, than than stills do. But some sort of content, just keep moving forward, be funny, be informative. And and, and that's a problem I, I'm having with, with artists these days is they don't know what to post. What do I post? I don't know what to post. What, I'm not a social media guy. It's like, well, it's 2018, man. You got to become one. Like, I'm sorry, you, you do. You, you got to post stuff. Oh, man. You know, they, they, they hem and haw and it's like, Jeez. Uh, so you, you got to have a social um, presence as well. That's number two. I, and I guess number three, to, to get noticed by, by, by management or labels or publishers or agents, you, um, you, you got to be, you got to be nice. You got to be over the top friendly on emails. You have to be over the top appreciative in, in, in communications with these people, these men and these women in these companies. You have to be like, Hey, I'm, I know you're busy and I hate bugging you, but just circling around on this, it's, it's been a, 
it's been a three, four weeks since I emailed you and just wanted to see if you had taken the time. And, and then you mark, and then be diligent on, on your, on your correspondences, mark them down, you know, mark, mark them down and, and, or go through your history and say, Hey, three weeks ago, I emailed this guy and this girl and I didn't get a response back. And again, use that strategy of being over polite and over kind and asking for people to take a look. Because a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but I get about 400, 500 emails a day and, and, and stuff gets buried. Um, so if someone's always in my face, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And, and if I click on their music, um, nine out of 10 times, it, 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 to, be, to be perfectly frank with you, it sucks. Uh, or, or, or it's just not there. And they might have a great social presence and they might be doing all the things I mentioned, but they're just the songs. I mean, they got to move me. They got, if they don't move me, they're probably not going to move someone else. Um, so uh, th th I think th th that's what I look for when I look for an artist that I want to spend my time with is they have to have those factors. And, and Ryan Sims, for example, has those factors. He's hardworking. He, he'll, he'll take advice. He'll, he'll, uh, he, he pushes back a little bit, but, but nothing to the point where I got to put my foot down like other artists in the past. But uh, artists have to have those skill sets going into uh, the music industry in 2018, 19. I just want to ask you one quick question. This is something that we talk about a lot on the show. What is the appropriate amount of emails to send somebody? In what ratio? We always say at least a week. If you've emailed someone and they haven't gotten back to you, wait at least a week. What would you say? Two, three weeks? Two or three would be ideal, yeah. And uh, keep records too. Like this individual man or this individual woman at this individual company, you're really dying to get some feedback on. Uh, you got you to gotta stay on it. Uh, I've sent... <laughs> shit i've I've spent times where i've sent like 20 emails to a guy before he finally got back to me as a matter of fact i, I sent eight emails to the director of a serious xm channel called the highway it's a country cha channel it's a big country channel on serious xm uh and after eight rounds of emails he his assistant finally got back to me and now i have a dialogue going with them about ryan sims so, uh, yeah, keep, keep track of, of your emails. I would wait uh, two or three weeks uh, at least uh, when you hit these people back. And as far as the, the amount of times you hit a, an individual back, uh, it's unlimited. I mean, look at Andy Dufresne. He, he, sent email, uh, he sent letters for three years before he got any money for the prison to build that library. But he finally got the money to build a prison library because he didn't give up. Uh, so, uh, in the Shawshank Redemption, I don't know if you guys got that pop culture reference, but yeah, just keep, keep at it. And, uh, until someone, until someone tells you either politely, I'm sorry, I listened, it's, it's not in my wheelhouse or on my radar, or they just tell you to fuck off, which usually doesn't happen. No one, no one's told me to fuck off yet. <laughs> so basically persistence is key. Yes. Yes. Be persistent. I mean, if, if it takes eight emails, it takes eight emails. If it takes 18, it takes 18, but don't give up. Never give up. So I think most people will be familiar with you from your Goldfinger days. And I'm sure there's a lot that you learned from being in the band. You kind of touched on this in the first question. Looking back, is there anything you wish you could tell your younger self about the music industry, perhaps to avoid some mistakes that you've made along the way? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we have enough time. This is a whole separate <laughs> issue for a whole separate show. Uh, advice I would give myself? Um, I don't know. Probably don't make decisions when you're angry. Uh, I think that's just a good advice in life. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but, but, but more so in a band uh, with four or five, six guys, whatever the case may be, to, to, depending on your band situation and dynamic. But yeah, don't make decisions when, 
when you're angry. And, and when you're in a band, you are going to be angry at your bandmates. It's going to happen. It, it's, it's like as sure as the sun coming up and going down. It, it, you're, there are going to be rubs. There's going to be times when you want to kill the guy. Uh, there's going to be major disagreements, And uh, I've made a lot of bad decisions uh, when I was angry. And I, I, looking back, I, I, would, I would walk away for a day or not even an hour and calm down and get management on the phone and try to calm down before I make any kind of rash decisions. And, and I've heard so many stories about people that are like, Hey, you know, I, I did this and I should have just relaxed. And now I got to dig myself out of it. But that, that would be my biggest piece of advice to myself. So before we wrap things up, tell us a little bit about Dangerous Darren Show and where people can find that. The Dangerous Darren Show started when I moved back to Los Angeles in 2012 and I wanted to get on the radio, but getting cracking the radio bubble in Los Angeles proved to be a bit of a challenge. So I decided just to do it myself, do my own show. And Adobe heard it and loved it. And then iHeartMedia picked it up uh, as one of their podcasts. And uh, I started reaching out to people and gets, I got some pretty great guests, uh, you know, uh, some, some, some really high level stuff like Tony Hawk and Stuart Copeland and, and, and some really, really big guests. And I got John, uh, what's that? Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's coming on later in the fall. Uh, I mean, I'm getting some incredible guests c- coming on with Cindy Lauper, Wayne Gretzky. I did it just to keep my radio chops sh- sharp. And uh, then advertisers started coming on board. And then the numbers went up and up and up. And uh, people can get it on uh, either go to Adobe Radio, uh, just Google Adobe Radio, and there's a bunch of shows. You'll see mine. Um, Mike Carrera from MXPX has a show on there. The guys from Simple Plan have a show on there. Or uh, if you have an, uh, an iPhone or, or, or a Galaxy or whatever you have, you go to podcasts. You, I think it's usually an app on your phone. And you open it, and then the search window, you type in The Dangerous Darren Show, and it comes right up, and you can press the subscribe button, and, and you get all the podcasts that way. It's also on Switcher or Stitcher, sorry, Stitcher, and, uh, and some other platforms as well, Amazon. So it's, it's out there into the world. As, as, if you Google the Dangerous Darren Show, you shouldn't have too uh, hard a time finding it. Now, everyone tuning into this right now, we'll be chatting with Darren after the interview about contacting management and labels in our new series, Encore. And you can check that out by heading on over to our Patreon. Now, Darren, where is the best place for people to connect with you directly online? Uh, probably my socials, um, at Darren 99 on Twitter on the dangerous Darren show is at dangerous D underscore show, uh, on Twitter, that's Twitter and Instagram. So you can find me there both. Uh, if you send me a direct message, I usually answer it in one day, maybe two, if I'm traveling, uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me is on either Twitter or Instagram. Awesome. And you can find us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to visit our website and pick up one of our shirts while you are there. Yes, right. And as for me, I'm working on my new solo album, and you can check out my music everywhere and anywhere. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. And I am working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Social Surge, your source for social media marketing and online music promotion. All links are in the description because uh, you should check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. That's right. And That's right. if you would also like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic, where you will gain access to our exclusive new Encore series and so much more, so much more, so much more. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes and let us know what you think in the comments. That's right. Darren, thanks so much for coming on having a chat with us, man. It was an honor. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 